Happy Monday, football fans, and I'm sure it is a very happy Monday for the football fans in Kansas City and Philadelphia. You have found Behind the Lines getting ready for Super Bowl 57. My name is Steven Andres, joined each and every week on this show by Christian Cipollini, sports trader at BetMGM. In this episode, we will look at whether or not the AFC and NFC Championship game was a public win or a public loss. We will look ahead to the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Chiefs and the opening lines over at BetMGM. Also look at Super Bowl MVP, some of the history there and how these odds have evolved for each of these teams at different stages of the season to get to this point where we have the Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl, whatever you want to call it between the Eagles and the Chiefs. But first, Christian, we have to start with the fact that we had a bet last week, my 49ers against your Philadelphia Eagles. Now, given the circumstances of the 49ers running out of quarterbacks, it seems it's a popular thing around gambling Twitter these days to uh, tweet the sports book and ask for a good faith gesture on those bets. So uh, any chance that the Christian Cipollini customer service department will reconsider? <laughs> I like this one. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. Yeah, we do get these tweets often. Um, I'll oblige on this one because it was a uh, it was a shame to sit there and watch Josh Johnson for a bit and poor, poor Purdy who couldn't throw at all. I mean, that was it was tough. As a 49ers fan, that I imagine that just was just not good and at, at all for one minute. <laughs> I promised on Twitter yesterday I would spend zero minutes analyzing that game because it had zero actionable info moving forward, and I will stick to that promise. But as for our bet, you are a kind soul, but I will happily wear an Eagles hat if you want to send it my way to to make up for the bet here. A bet is a bet, and we pay those. And please, for the love of God, people, if you make a bet, this is the National Football League. Injuries happen. It's baked into the line. If you're worried about an injury, don't bet the over. These things happen. Don't expect a sports book to give you a good good faith gesture or a refund on your bet if an injury happens. That's part of betting. Never bet what you can afford to lose. Be responsible with it. Okay, I'm off my high horse here. I'm off my soapbox. Let's talk about these games, Christian. Public win or public loss? Let's start with that NFC Championship game. A real stinker, but how did, how did it go for betters overall? We had one big public win and we had one big public loss uh, in these two games. That NFC championship game was a very big public win. Uh, the book definitely took a hit there. We, we really weren't taking, I was a little bit surprised by like how little 49ers bets we were taking, but we were taking Eagles bets all week. And we ended up pretty lopsided about 80% of our bets ended up being on the Eagles. Um, so yeah, book took a bath on, on that game. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I mean, Probably doesn't hurt that you have a fan base that's in a legal betting state in Pennsylvania and another one that's in an illegal betting state in California. So I can certainly see how that might have helped. But, you know, Sharps were on the Eagles pretty much from the jump here, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, we we did open up, uh, I think, at about one and a half and quickly went to two and a half. And we ended up uh, closing around three. So, yeah, they, they were the whole time. And even the public was on it. Sharps and public both on the same side on this one. Well, I'm sure they had, you know, 49ers losing both of their quarterbacks and an inability to throw the ball uh, in their handicap. (laughs) Sometimes it just goes your way when you make a bet, right? So 
uh, kudos to the Eagles fans. They, uh, you guys don't give us the refunds when it goes the other way. That's for sure. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll take it how we can get it every once in a while. How about the AFC yeah. championship game between the chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals? You know, obviously we talked about this last week where the line was, but since we last talked, that line was jumping all over the place with not knowing what was going on with Patrick Mahomes. So you'll, you'll give us an overall number here on, on whether it was a public win or a public loss. But I mean, people had different numbers all week on this thing. It landed on three. So it really didn't matter what number you got. You just had to have the right side here. So I think that goes to show that, you know, all those numbers under three Christian in most cases are going to be meaningless. You're basically picking the winner in that situation. But uh, how did it go overall for the public in that game? Yeah, a lot of times that's how it is. Um, but this was not a good one for the public. Um, people were kind of all over the Bengals. Like you said, this line did fly all over the place. It started at Chiefs minus one, went all the way to Bengals minus two, and then all the way back to Chiefs closing around three. So, um, but but we weren't we were taking a ton of Bengals money. I think there was a lot of concerns about, about how Mahomes would look, and he did look a little bit limpy towards the end. But they ended up getting it done, and uh, and the game being under was a big help too. That's one that people were definitely pegged as a lot of points are going to be scored. Um, so yeah, that, that one was the winner for the book. We're going to talk a little bit more about this line movement, especially when we're talking about under a field goal here, when we talk about the opening odds for Super Bowl 57 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. This one, of course, in Arizona at the home of the Arizona Cardinals at State Farm Stadium. Christian, the first Super Bowl in NFL history that's taking place where betting is legal on site. All the millionaires in attendance at the Super Bowl, everybody in the parking lots or the bars around the area can bet on this game legally. Very exciting for you guys, I'm sure, at BetMGM. Oh, yeah. BetMGM is a sports book right outside the stadium. And this is also the first time that we've had a Super Bowl where we have uh, states like our home states in it. Uh, we went live in Kansas. Uh, we've been live in Pennsylvania. We have not had a team actually in a state that we were live in for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we are we're very, very excited to get this matchup uh, in this location. It's pretty much as ideal as we could have it overall the last few years we've seen the the record for m money bet on the super bowl just just break whatever the mark was from the year before i'm sure you're probably expecting the same thing this time around considering the circumstances we just discussed yeah i'd, I'd imagine this one there's a lot of factors into it. We've gone into more states and things like that that obviously contribute to it. But I think even if you would have, you know, just kept the states where we are, I think still this would be a bigger one. But yeah, we're expecting this one to really blow last year's Super Bowl out of the water. So let's talk about where those opening lines are at right now for Super Bowl 57. What are we looking at on the board right now? Right now we're sitting at Eagles minus two, uh, but it did open up at a pick 'em, um, and then the Sharps sent us. The Eagles way. So we're sitting at Eagles minus two and imagine it probably floats around here for the next two weeks. Um, a lot of this chief's injury news could definitely play a part, um, you know, depending on which way it shakes up, if they end up being okay, maybe it starts coming back a point or so towards the chiefs, but I'd imagine it, it probably ends up around right around here. For sure. It certainly helps, obviously, that they have two weeks to get some of those guys right for Kansas City. Uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster wasn't a factor. Travis Kelsey was playing through a back injury and trying hook and ladder plays so he didn't have to run down the field. That was certainly interesting to see <laughs> that. Uh, but this is this is unusual over the past few years. And maybe I as bold as to say the, the Mahomes era to get to a game like this and the immediate professional money to be moving against Kansas City and Mahomes, is it not? Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, I think a lot of it 
does come down. A lot of this is all going to come down to Mahomes, um, but it is rare to see him uh, getting plus money for the best quarterback in the world. It probably just comes down to the Eagles roster is definitely more complete. Um, and the chiefs do have a lot of question marks, but then again, they have the best quarterback in the world. So sometimes that's <laughs> a nice thing to have. Yeah. I think that's going to be for us when we do all our shows leading up to the super bowl. And we are going to have a special prop show from down in Arizona on our YouTube channel. We're going to do the Megapod, obviously as well with myself, Matt Brown, Adam candy, all tons of great stuff here leading up to the Super Bowl on the Lions YouTube page and also our podcast audio feed. But that's kind of where I'm at with this, Christian. Can Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, the best head coach and quarterback combination of this era, overcome the fact that they clearly do not have as good of a roster as the Philadelphia Eagles? They, I mean, I will say this. The Chiefs have just as good of an offensive line as the Philadelphia Eagles, and they have Chris Jones in the middle, but Overall, I think the Eagles pass rush has been better. I think they've been a lot better stopping the run on defense than the Kansas City Chiefs have. And clearly they have better weapons on offense around their MVP candidate quarterback and Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard is not Travis Kelsey, but put these guys together as a whole. Also, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell has been explosive. And then you look at what Mahomes is dealing with and, and overcoming the fact that Kelsey's been hurt. Clearly, the receivers have been a downgrade this year from, from what he's used to with having Tyree Kill on the outside. They have been so depleted at running back that they've had to turn to a seventh-round rookie in Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon, who has been great as a fill-in here but was never expected to have this type of load when he first came onto the roster for the Kansas City Chiefs. So... Uh, is this finally in the final game of the season where that cap hit that Mahomes has and the downgrade you have at different spots around the roster finally comes back to bite them against the team with a quarterback on a rookie contract who is cost controlled that you can spend all those other resources everywhere else on the roster. That's really fascinating to me, Christian, and I'm sure just, you know, as a football fan, you're very curious to see if the best quarterback in the world can overcome this. Yeah, I mean, it's probably just going to it's going to ideally be an awesome game. It really should be. Uh, it'll just be can Mahomes just go take on this beast. So I'm definitely excited to watch. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, some of your competitors opened the Chiefs as a small favorite. I think you guys, I'm not sure if you guys did or not. You said pick them, I believe. Yeah, uh, we opened so up a pick them. Yeah. One thing I want to just, okay, perfect. So, but one thing I do want to talk about here, even in, in cases where the, the favorite flips here and we go from, you know, let's say Chiefs minus one and a half to minus two now, that three and a half, four point move through the zero is not nearly as significant as if it went from two and a half to three and a half or three and a half to four and a half. Is that a fair assessment of how you look at these, these, this line movement as well? Yeah. A lot of times that's more just like the money line, because like, like we're saying, those numbers usually tend to kind of be insignificant to what it is. Basically at this point, you're, it's, it's around to pick them and just we're just kind of moving the flow with how that's going through the money it's more so from the money line than from a point perspective because th these little points are pretty insignificant 
Let's lastly talk about Super Bowl MVP in this market. This hasn't quite opened back up yet over at BetMGM. Obviously, plenty of time for us to bet on this market with two weeks before the game. And, you know, for full disclosure, we are recording here on Monday morning after the AFC and NFC championship games. But, uh, Christian, I'm curious in, in recent years, obviously the quarterbacks are the favorites on top of the Super Bowl MVP board. And then you get some of the more popular weapons sprinkled in underneath there. Some defensive players will be long shots. Uh, how has the the interest been in that market for you guys? Has it been overwhelmingly people betting on quarterback or has it been, you know, if you pull the handle for the rest of the positions that, that they're pretty popular yeah, the the quarterbacks always run this market. Um, it's it's definitely one of our more popular markets, um, and it's very quarterback heavy. Like as at this point, Hertz and Mahomes are both bad outcomes, and then from there on, everything else is usually pretty good. But there is those few random, uh, you know, like a Chris Jones or um, like a Brandon Graham. You know, some of these defensive players um, r- randomly they will pop up, and sharps will target certain players that they think have a pretty good chance um, at doing something, and and those guys will but typically it's quarterbacks and then everyone else yeah so i mean i think sometimes people will say well i don't like the the minus money on the money line for the favorite in the super bowl so i'm just going to take the quarterback to win mvp well there's always a chance right i mean that happened last year with matthew stafford and he did not win super bowl mvp it was cooper cup so you know if you look at the historical trends here on how often quarterback wins super bowl mvp they obviously are the most frequent winner of the award if we look back at kind of this new passing era of the nfl starting in 2010 the quarterback has won super bowl mvp nine times from 2010 to 2022 Uh, The only other positions that have won it since then are wide receiver with Cooper Cup last year and Julian Edelman in 2019. And also two linebackers have won the award and say linebacker technically with Von Miller. He's an edge rusher in 2016 when he won it with the Denver Broncos and also Malcolm Smith and that dominant defensive performance by the Seattle Seahawks over the Denver Broncos in 2014. Christian, you have to go all the way back to Terrell Davis in 1998 to find a running back who has won Super Bowl MVP. I think that's something to at least note here for those that might be interested in backing a Miles Sanders or Isaiah Pacheco or a Jarek McKinnon in this game, considering that when we've seen this market open even before this week, and we'll see what it is when it reopens, a lot of times I'm seeing the running backs with shorter odds than some of the receivers that I think have a better chance of winning this award. And it's been no a running back hasn't won it this century. So um, I assume if, you know, if, if you were allowed to bet on this market, then that's something that you would note as well. It's just been different this, this era in this century. Yeah. I, I remember a few years back, Damian Williams, uh, we actually had like a decent amount of uh, liability on him to win uh super Bowl MVP. I think it was 2020 year with the chiefs. Um, yeah, yeah. And he had like a really good game. I think he ended up having like three touchdowns and still didn't win MVP. Um, so like at that point it does now, it does start to lean that way of like, can, can they even really win this award? Because, you know, he had that such a good performance and still didn't do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of times too, game flow, especially in a super bowl, you would think in this one too, probably a lot of points. A lot of times that doesn't, you know, speak to a running game. So it usually is more, more throwing where a wide receiver, I guess, has a better chance. Cooper cups, a pretty different example because he's a, he's a beast. 
Yeah, for sure. To your point about Damian Williams, that was the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Damian Williams in that game, 17 carries, 104 yards and a touchdown. He also added four receptions for 29 yards and another touchdown. Compare that to Patrick Mahomes, who had 286 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He did not. Oh, he also did have a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, that probably helped it. Yeah, that that's probably what sent him over the top. But still, I mean, only six point eight yards per attempt. They he basically threw it up and try, and Tyree Kill bailed him out on a miracle play towards the end of that game. And twenty one fourth quarter points gave the Chiefs that that Super Bowl win and a comeback over Kyle Shanahan's 49ers. But yeah, I, I remember at the time thinking, yeah, Damian Williams probably should have won this award. So that was a, that was in my mind, a bad beat for some guys. But hey, the streak continues and a running back still hasn't won it. And looking at the way these backfields are built with running back by committee on both teams, I'd be shocked if one of these running backs won the award this time around. Um, If I'm looking for a long shot in this market and looking for, you know, maybe an edge rusher to get some sacks, not really sure I want to go that route either with how strong these offensive lines are. But you know, perhaps a Hassan Reddick, you know, if he has a game like he had in the NFC championship game where he's just wrecking things and the Eagles offensively are just, you know, kind of methodical and not many explosive plays, you know, I would imagine if, if there was an MVP for the NFC championship game, Christian, it probably would have been Miles Sanders by default scoring touchdowns or, or Hassan Reddick would probably be my pick for yeah. that game because he, he wrecked two quarterbacks in that game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Sonrek was everywhere. Uh, he's going to be about 50 to one for it. Uh, Miles Sanders probably around 30 to one. Um, but yeah, I think you're right in this one. If you would have given the NFC championship, it would have been one of those two guys. Probably what hurts Miles a lot too is they do run a lot of RPOs. And like you said, it's a backfield by committee. So there's times that Jalen's going to take that from him. There's times that Gainwell, Boston Scott will too. So that speaks to the 30 to one. Good stuff. Last question for you, Christian. We always talk about all season long. I feel like I ask this every year during the Super Bowl, but I'm going to ask you again. All season long, we talk about sharp money moves the line. And a lot of times the the smaller ticket public money is not going to really move your line. But we know the handle for the Super Bowl is larger than any game on the schedule for the entire season and no matter what sport you're talking about. So my question to you is, have you had experiences working for BetMGM where the public has actually moved the line for the Super Bowl because just of the ungodly amounts of money that are being put into this game? The times that they would have where we're just super, super locked, we don't really tend to to move that way, but there has been times where we've moved like half a point or just started to lean one way or another um, just to try to see if we can get a little bit more coming the other way. Um, but usually we, we will stick to what our sharps tell us. Um, a lot of times the public won't and usually we'll just kind of, but this game is so different because it's the equivalent of like multiple weeks of games all yeah. in one. Um, so at times we will try to manage that liability a lot more than we would uh, on a regular, on a regular day-to-day game. Would you be surprised or dare I say shocked if the Eagles got to minus three at any point before kickoff? I think I, I think if for them to get to minus three, that means there's pretty significant injuries uh, on the Chiefs side. Um, probably more so on Patrick Mahomes, but thinking that he played and he has two weeks, I, I wouldn't see that happening. Um, I, I, I don't foresee it going to three. I feel like if we get to three, I, I'd imagine the Sharps are going to be taking uh, the best quarterback in the world at, with three points. 
Completely agree with you. Thank you for that insight, though. I, I love it. You are just a phenomenal resource for information each and every week during the NFL season. I will gladly wear your damn Philadelphia Eagles hat <laughs> for this game. It will, uh, we'll get it rocking on, on next week's show for the, for the Super Bowl. So, uh, Christian, as always, we appreciate it. For everybody else out there, you got time. Don't have to fire everything all at once right now. Take your time. Think about this game. Handicap it. Enjoy it. We will have a ton of free content for you, as always, at thelines.com, including uh, deep dives into every single prop market you can think of for this one. So stay tuned for that. But as always, we appreciate you watching. Best of luck with your bets. For Christian Cipollini, I'm Steven Andres. Two weeks until the Super Bowl. <laughs>